and welcome to You Need to See This, an every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film, and we do it all with no spoilers. Uh, my usual co-host, Luce Tomlin Brenner, is out filming her awesome comedy horror short surprise. So this week we have a special guest co-host, which is very exciting to me. Uh, he's the host of the punny animal-centric podcast Pod Pod, uh, which will be spelled at some point soon, I'm sure. Um, he does improv at comedy sports in Chicago when it's open. I have no idea if it's open right now because pandemic and horror. And he used to be on my college sketch comedy group, Don't Make a Scene. It's Simon Collier. Welcome. Oh, boy. What an introduction. Thank you so much, Cozy. <laughs> Anytime. All about it. I'm so pumped to be here as... I assume you usually talk to what would call, uh, call themselves like film buffs, and I would probably be like, if they are buff, then I am the wimpiest. So I'm a film wimp. So let's, I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. I love that. That's honestly that's part of why I started this because I've always considered myself a film wimp in terms of like mainstream things. I missed all of the classics that exist, pretty much. Uh, and the person who started it with me was like, oh, it'd be fun if we had a podcast where I try to tell you to see things and you kind of act like a jerk back to me, like, I don't know, <laughs> a classic fuck off. Yeah. So it gradually turned into like respectful listening and like understanding whether it would be good to see. And it's much less trolly now and much generally nicer. <laughs> well, I can't wait to just screw that formula up. You know, yes. I'm a notorious meanie. Oh, I, I remember. Oh, the old day. <laughs> yeah, she is just the tyrant. spewing insults and <laughs> difficult to work with and just a general grumpy disposition. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, every sketch comedy team has one insult comic <laughs> to throw things off forever. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's me. It's historically been me. I love it. Yeah, I don't even. I'm now. I'm trying to think back. I'm like, did we have any of those? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't think so. We were we were very fortunate. A bunch of sweeties. Thank goodness yeah. for that. Oh. oh, what a good time. Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Oh sure, yes, of course. Uh, you summed it up pretty well, and I'm very bad at writing bios or explaining <laughs> anything. So I'll do my best to not make it sound like a bad idea, but it's pod pod, which is P A W D P O D. It's a pun in the name because I am a monster. And basically <laughs> every week I have a different guest and we discuss a different animal. And then uh, once we go through some fun animal facts that you may not know, we, all, we end every episode with a segment where we just play a pun game about the animal that we learned about. So if you like jokes and you like animals and you only want to learn like minimal information and mostly just have a good time, then I would highly recommend The Pod Pod. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. I have listened to some episodes and enjoyed them. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, as as the audience knows, I sometimes lapse into puns, and I'm also a terrible human being because of it. <laughs> um, uh, and Luce is usually Luce usually does a very good job of corralling me back into reality and film. And I'm always like, "Yeah, but what if I do a Mike Myers, Michael Myers joke?" And da, da, da. <laughs> and it's yeah. always a damn good time, regardless. Well, you got to do it. Yeah, 
Yeah, we also have a, a grand history of being big cat fans, so I'm <laughs> always on board for any animal-centric things. Oh, you, you just spoke directly to my heart with cat stuff. Oh, the best. Yeah, we used to record it at her apartment, and uh, she had several amazing cats that were just like the perfect bonus to recording at mm-hmm. somebody's apartment. <laughs> perfect bonus for every situation. Oh, so, so, so true. Oh, I miss her cats. One day, one day. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Where can people listen to it? Oh, yeah, that's important, right? Uh, so <laughs> uh, it's on most everything, you know, your uh, your Apple podcasts, your Amazon music, your Spotify, Stitcher, whatever that is, Deezer, whatever <laughs> that is, pretty much any place that you can find a podcast, you'll probably find me. Oh, fantastic, lovely, wonderful, amazing. Oh, um, uh, you also have one of the distinct honors of being one of the people from my uh, f- from our old sketch group who went on to continue to do comedy. Which that's true. Yeah, really makes my heart feel good. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. There's very it's few and far between. It's pretty much just uh, you, me, and Justice. Sometimes, right? Yeah, I would say so. You know, like uh, Ames ended up doing like theater stuff, which is sort of tangential. And, like, Justice kind of ended up doing theater stuff, too, which is, like, tangential but also hilarious. And, yeah, I don't know if there are too many. Oh, I mean, Isaac definitely ended up doing improv oh, right. somewhere in the Netherlands or something, somewhere far away. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in uh, Amsterdam, I believe. Amazing. Oh, yeah, I tried to, uh, I was like, hey, you should uh, do my my improv jam sometime. And he's like, do you understand what time differences are? <laughs> No, I don't. Yeah, I, don't. I had to admit that I do not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Kelly does write sometimes very funny articles for, I believe, like McSweeney's. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so much good stuff. I'm I'm always so happy to see that. Yeah. Oh, the comedy kids. Look at us now. <laughs> oh, look at us doing good work out here. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and uh, I don't know if we've had a lot of Chicago guests before, so also an honor, also a pleasure. Oh, well, suck it, everyone else from Chicago Boom. not being on. Nailed it. That is perfect Chicago right there. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> the mean streak <laughs> coming out. <laughs> yes. Hard and strong. Gotta bring it with that insult comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you think you're from Chicago? <laughs> I don't Probably not. <laughs> Boom. Got them. Yeah. Got them all. <laughs> burned them all. <laughs> no feeling good about it. They'll never think they're from Chicago again. <laughs> nope. They really taught them something about themselves. Oh, well done. <laughs> um, all right. Let's start talking about this movie thing. Oh, yeah. um, so uh, let's see. I was trying to think of a bunch of movies that are semi-mainstream, um, and then I sort of got sidetracked into ones that weren't as mainstream and i had a whole big list i was excited and what i ended up with was the 2014 new zealand vampire mockumentary what we do in the shadows and simon you need to see this (laughs) okay (laughs) wait am i not supposed to agree yet am i still supposed to be like well i don't know twist my arm (laughs) i like it either way i like putting up a fight i like being generally on board Sometimes we have it where the person's generally on board, and then I accidentally unconvince them, and I'm like, oh, no. Well, we'll see. I mean, I love a mockumentary. I will say that much. Oh, that's good. That's good. Vampires are silly. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious. You know, That's perfect. I'm optimistic. 
That makes me happy. I'm glad to hear that. I, I was thinking about things that you would be into and drew on my past vast knowledge from nostalgia and such. And I was like, silly is up there. And this hit me very quickly as the silly choice. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a synopsis of this thing. Okay. Wonderful. So what we do in the shadows is a New Zealand mockumentary about four middle-aged vampires who live together in a house in New Zealand, surprisingly enough. Mm -hmm. And they try to go out and be cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Yeah, at some point a new vampire comes in, kind of messes up their dynamic a little bit, and the movie's really kind of about how they deal with that. All right. Is it end of synopsis? End of synopsis, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, let me uh, continue telling you some stuff about it. Uh, the movie was written and directed by Jermaine Clement, or Clement, I don't know how to pronounce words or names that are interesting, uh, and Taika Waititi, which I apparently do know how to pronounce. <laughs> uh, Jermaine is half of musical comedy duo Flight of the Concords, and Taika Waititi is real famous now because of movies like Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit and Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, are, either, are either of these people in your wheelhouse? I know, like, the two Flight of the Concords songs. Ooh, yeah, like the robots one and one other business time, maybe. These are my broad oh, guesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I know the business. Yeah, business time one, and mm -hmm. then uh, the the hip hopopotamus. Oh yeah, no, that's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's kind of full stop. My knowledge of of those, and I couldn't even tell you which one of the two this person would be. <laughs> and then the other person, I haven't seen the other person's movies that you listed that they're apparently famous for. That is totally understandable. That means we are in a good place. I'm excited. Good. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I think I was a big Flight of the Concords person, but I think I liked their songs more than anything else that they did, so you're in possibly the best possible place. <laughs> good, perfect. Oh, absolutely. And generally, Jojo Rabbit, amazing, amazing movie. Highly recommended for watching. Real, real, very good stuff. Um, this movie, uh, what we do in the shadows was based on a short that these two people made in 2005. Uh, this, this, uh, movie we're talking about now is 2014. So it was what, nine years later. Is that how math works? I think. Yeah. They let, they really simmered on it for quite they, some time. They took some time there. Yeah. The, the old short was called what we do in the shadows interviews with some vampires. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Uh -huh. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and tells it has, you what uh, you, what you need to know. Yeah, and it mostly has the same cast, which is also very fun. Because then mm. you, like, I hadn't watched that until I did research for this podcast, and it's about like twenty-eight minutes long, and everybody just kind of gets younger and more obviously not vampires. <laughs> Interesting, yeah, because I that that would be my my main thing is like you know vampires are supposed to be ageless, right? Mm. Like you stay whatever age you became a vampire or yeah. whatever. If I'm getting my vampire lore correct, any oh, vampires at home, you know, <laughs> please feel free comment. Let me know where I'm I'm misstepping here. Um, <laughs> but so that would be my concern as like someone making this movie is like nine years have lapsed. They're going to be visibly like older in well, nine years. I think that what we've realized in comedy is that everybody doesn't think that they age while they do age. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm basically still somewhere in 2003. <laughs> sure. Why not? I believe it. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Comedy time is very weird and confusing. That is mm-hmm. what I have run into often. Have you run into that in Chicago? Yeah. I mean, well, just in general, it feels pretty weird to think that I've already been here for coming up on like 11 years. Oh which my is, God. <laughs> it makes Every time I think about what age I am, I'm like, I'm old. Yeah, it never makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of person's 33? That's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it That's really doesn't really square cool. with the world around us. No, I, I can't. I have no concept of it. So, I, you know, or I don't know. I have, uh, I'm sure you experience this in LA as well. You know, all the the whippersnappers that come into oh, the scene. they just keep coming. They do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have a friend, a lovely friend. Um, like maybe 24 or 25, which again, an age I just can't grasp. And um, <laughs> they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna get like this callback for oh second city or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> yes, very well likely, but it's taken me 10 years to do so. So, I mean, like buckle yeah. up friend. Um, yeah, it's a ride. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You gotta, you gotta get some miles on those tires before, uh, things start happening unless you are like some prodigy yeah still. yeah and then and then it's even weirder because then you're like well it turns out that they had been doing it since they were six and they had all this weird experience that we never heard about and all that stuff right uh, or your dad is i don't even know like jim belushi or something yeah exactly like, oh well okay sure yeah i can see this i can think <laughs> this makes sense oh yeah we definitely have a lot of that over here too <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure more of that there. Yeah, where people oh. are actually famous people. Have you have, have you run into the uh, the Soundgarden guy? I was not expecting that, and I love it. No, I have not. <laughs> oh man, the lead singer of Soundgarden quit music, moved to LA, and started doing improv. Oh wait, I do kind of remember hearing about this once. Uh, it's the weirdest fact to me, but I guess he found his calling and it's improv instead of singing, you know, pop ballads. And so if you do meet him, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what to do at that point. <laughs> no, it's a possibility. I'm excited for it. Fingers are very crossed. Um, yeah. I definitely, I met someone in, in comedy out here who I was like, oh, this is a cool person. You know, she's like uh, good at characters and stuff like that. And then it turned out that she was one of the four lead singers of like a German pop band, like, oh. like, uh, you know, those, those German pop bands that have like four young, attractive teens that are <laughs> singing along to a Euro beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, Oh, not only have I heard this person's music, everyone in the world has heard this person's music. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, I just uh, think it's very funny to imagine, for instance, Mr. Soundgarden. <laughs> or no, not Soundgarden, Savage Garden. Have I been saying the wrong thing the whole time? You have. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, sorry. Sa- they're very different gardens. So, it's true. <laughs> uh, so Mr. Savage Garden, the Australian <laughs> guy. Um, yeah, like, I just imagine anybody who is in his improv classes at, like, I.O. West or UCB or whatever, just, you know, can we get a suggestion for these two? And it's like... A garden, <laughs> a, a cherry cola, maybe a chicken yeah, cherry yeah. cola. <laughs> oh no! What's an emotion? Um, madly, uh, 
or, or perhaps deeply, I don't know. Is <laughs> how much do you think he hated that? You know, oh, that's such a life. It's such a whole life. <laughs> the amount of people I know who are like, well, this song that I wrote a long time ago is not what I care about. I just care about the new stuff and the new stuff. Uh, it must be terrible to have one old old hit. <laughs> yeah, but hey, They're just defined by forever. Props oh. to them for trying something new. Yeah, you know, that's the nice thing about improv. No one's like, yeah, but what I really liked was that thing you did in 2009. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, I guess that's the one good thing about improv being ephemeral and weird. Um, mm-hmm. So this film stars a bunch of people from New Zealand whose names you will not recognize probably yeah. because I didn't and most people probably don't unless they live in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taika Waititi... Uh, Jermaine Clement, those folks who created, along with uh, John, Johnny Bruch, uh, Corey Gonzalez McCure, Jackie Van Beek. These are all perfect New Zealand names. Yeah. Uh, Stu Rutherford, Ben Francham, and Reese Darby, who a lot of folks love very much, and okay. rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, I know who none of them are, and <laughs> all I was thinking was, can I do a New Zealand accent and repeat back any of those names? And I, I, I think the answer is a staunch no. <laughs> that is fair. I think some of them lend themselves to it, and some of them definitely feel a little more just like kind of British in general sounding. Mm-hmm. Instead. Rutherford. Yeah. Yeah. Van oh, Beek. absolutely. Yeah. You know, ben Francham. <laughs> so British. Ben Francham? No, I can't it's, do it. Ben it. Oh, I hear it. I hear it. It's got that up. It's got that uptick. I watched a lot of Zumbo's Just Desserts on Netflix to try and teach myself how to do an Australian accent. And they're similar. Oh, my God. What is that? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, should I save it? It could be my thing. You Um, could save it. I'm down for that. That would be incredible. Well, then you'll find out later. Oh, my God. Audience, get ready eventually. But for now, for now. Yeah. We are discussing the lovely What We Do in the Shadows, the movie, not the television show. Um, uh, so my my first experience with What We Do in the Shadows, uh, I remember rushing to see it in theaters because I loved Flight of the Concords, had their show on DVD and blah, blah, blah. Uh, looked up all their interviews to see who they were. Uh, heard a lot of their like live song performances because I was like, these people have good banter. And, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, and then I watched this movie and I was like, this is hilarious. And it didn't get a lot of promotion and it's absolutely going to get missed by absolutely everyone in the world. And that's why I was really happy when they made it into a TV show that everyone now loves, which I've never seen, but apparently I need to. I didn't know that it was a show. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty new one. I think it's had like a couple, maybe one or like two or something seasons under its belt. It's on like Hulu or FX, FX, I think. And sure. people people talk about it all the time. It's really nice. I'm really happy about it. I'm like, oh, someone eventually got to this concept. <laughs> what a what a ride to be like. We made this thing in 2005. <laughs> we reprised it in 2014 to mild success, <laughs> and then we gave it another whirl in 2019 or 2020. And now, finally, like you really must believe in an idea to stick with it for 15 years. Seriously. It's so, it must be so exciting for them. Like 
as a comedy person, it's definitely like, oh, I wonder which ones I should have stuck with or let go and mm-hmm. which ones will rear their weird heads years in the future. Um, I mean, I do remember doing a sketch from our from our group uh, at iOS years and years and years later just to see what people thought of it. And how'd it go? Amazingly. I was so happy. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, I did that, uh, the, the Christmas one with all the dead, uh, dead animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Classic. Oh, uh, what a good time. <laughs> Some stuff sticks with you forever for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, and especially because, like, one of the guys who made this movie, like, got kind of big because of Flight of the Concords, and then the other one got kind of big, like, way, way, way bigger because of all his movies, and... I'm sure they were just like, well, I'll fund it this time. Oh, I'll fund it this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream is just everybody eventually making money and being able to do magic together. Well, that would be nice. I love money. Oh, it seems very lovely. Yeah. It's helpful. I've heard great things. Oh, same. So let's see. What are your first, what are your first impressions so far? How are you feeling about this film? I mean, you know, uh, I appreciate the gumption. I would love to watch it to practice a New Zealand accent. And I would, you know, I think, so I guess my question, and I don't know if you can answer this, is, you know, sort of like mockumentary style or even just thinking about uh, vampires as a culture sort Mm -hmm. of thing. There are the people in, like, New Orleans who are like, no, but we're vampires. Wink. <laughs> and then there's like, so it's like the, you know, the, the sort of like tongue in cheek, like, no, we believe we're vampires, but we're not actually vampires. Oh, or right, right, right. does it take place in a world where supernatural things exist and vampires are like just commonplace? This is a very good question. And I like it a lot. Um, uh, this, this one exists in a, in a world in which vampires are like, semi they're they're around they kind of live around but they do live in the shadows and so they generally keep it very much to themselves uh same with all the other supernatural creatures they're all kind of hush hush about it but they're out there like there are zombies in this movie there are werewolves in this movie who are adorable (laughs) um and yeah and, and everybody is just kind of keeping it to themselves Got it. So we're suspending disbelief. We don't believe that this is happening in actual, like, society. But in the world uh, that the movie is creating, this is a normal thing if you know about it. Yeah, but but it still is kind of this society because it is set in New Zealand like normal New Zealand. It just kind of Perfect. has that, yeah, it's got that under undertone. Okay, I appreciate <laughs> that. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, so yeah, let's get to my uh, to my reasons on why I think that you should definitely check out this film. Great, excellent. Uh, my first one is that the vampire characters are all great. There are uh, four of them that live in a wonderful apartment together, or I guess it's a house. They call it a flat, but I it's big. It's house like. I don't know if it's you know it's a it seems like a house flat. Anyway, um, my favorite one of them is Viago, who's played by. Taiko, Taiko Waititi, and he's this adorable, like, dorky, dandy character. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of wants to make everybody happy, and he wants to make sure everyone's doing their chores, and, the, and he's, like, the heart of the movie. He gets all these really nice emotional moments. Uh, there's also Vladislav, who's played by the other, uh, the other uh, 
what's it called? The other uh, writer-director. And uh, he's basically like Vlad the Impaler, more of an old-school vampire. Oh, and sure. then there's Deacon, who's a slightly younger and cooler vampire. And then there's Peter, who's basically Nosferatu and doesn't say anything and just scares all the other vampires. <laughs> okay, great. Love it. I love a variety. Oh, it's good to have, right? Yeah, it's very fun to see a very, very quiet vampire who is just like in amazing, terrifying makeup the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and my second reason is that it's a dry and very subtle New Zealand comedy. It's much drier <laughs> than American comedies, which is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. It does that office-style mockumentary move of giving like a little look to the camera as a punchline. And uh, it record- it, the recording involved a lot of improvising. Ooh, I do like that. I think that's why I like a mockumentary is because there's just a loose structure. And then you just let a bunch of talented people goof off and see yeah. what happens oh it's a beautiful thing especially when it feels like it's a bunch of like new zealand comedy people who i've never seen before but they're like we know our people we're we're yeah. all good <laughs> let's put them on screen see what happens <laughs> right yeah let's uh let's just have a vague concept and just <laughs> go to town i i appreciate that and i also appreciate a uh, not so in your face type of comedy you know I have, you know, gotten a lot of notes that I <laughs> maybe have n- too little energy. Uh, you know, so you know, the drier the better, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that makes me so happy. I really, truly love that because honestly, I I tend towards dry myself, and that tends to be my favorite kind. Uh, though I guess it's been kind of bumped up with a lot of general puppy dog energy that apparently I put forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like excited, but dry. <laughs> it's a yeah, weird combo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't quite know Those how it works. Fun. Those are fun words to put together. Yeah. I think you can have, you can be dry with energy. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. It's definitely in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think that when I'm, when I'm at my most me, I'm, I'm doing good, dry, subtle work. But mostly I'm just like, here's my thing. I'm talking loud. Woo. <laughs> Woo. You know what's weird about what I've, I've had a revelation, I think, mm. in the last you know year or so. <laughs> I think um, for me anyway, uh, I'm getting so off topic and I'm sorry. You just oh, want to tell it, me your, your nice reasons. But um, like I – well, it's been a, a – I mean – tumultuous to say the least like last few years for me a lot of changes and stuff and i uh for the for the viewers at home i (laughs) uh, i transitioned within the last two years and so uh the last year of like stage work for me i didn't really know like what to do with myself and i felt like i couldn't really perform very well and i just like I don't know. I probably wasn't, but for me, I, in my brain, I was bombing just constantly. And oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I just like didn't feel good to do anything. And I was just trying to figure out like my new toolbox, basically. Oh, and of uh, the, the, the last year and a half from home, um, doing online improv with like comedy sports and various other places, I've sort of leave the audience component gets taken away and you yeah. no longer have to like, try to perform to gauge if someone else is laughing with you. Um, <laughs> there's not that instant like feedback. Cause I, you know, sometimes if they're not laughing, you adjust to try and see what will work. And oh, sure. I didn't have that. So instead the barometer was, 
is this fun? Does it make me giggle or break in the scene? <laughs> uh, and so I've really gotten to sort of figure myself out in that regard. But I also just like based on interests and things, <laughs> I always thought I was like, I'm so cerebral. I'm such like a smart thought out <laughs> comedian. But then at the end of the day, just give me a butt or like a <laughs> fart joke. And I'm just content, just happy as a clam. So I think it's like a, a nice little mix of dry witty when possible, but mostly just butts, you know, like <laughs> I just really leaned into that. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have a dynamic with it. It makes such a difference. Yeah. I love that. I definitely have felt uh, some parts of that myself uh, for like the last year being online only. And be, I've honestly never really cared very much about audiences. Like I care sure. less and less every year. And at some point I was just like, uh, audiences can go fuck themselves. I'm here to make myself <laughs> laugh at everybody else uh, on the team laugh. Everyone else is unimportant and unnecessary to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a mindset that has its, its merits. Cause again, yeah, it's like, let's have fun as a group. Let's do a good thing that we feel good about. And if people like it, then good. You yeah. know, that just means you're very in tune with what you like. And I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. And you can tell people are having fun and, and like just in general, it's just so nice to develop a, bar- a barometer after doing it for so long and being like, Oh, I know this will be funny. So I don't need mm-hmm. the laugh to remind me or to confirm it. Because it was existing as funny. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, and I do also, I do remember with Don't Make a Scene, we were very cerebral, lots of <laughs> cerebral kids. Yes. Uh, that was what I was, honestly, that was my whole thing. Because um, we started as a bunch of like uh, English majors and communication majors and like literary people and our dire enemies, Sketch 22. <laughs> yeah. Uh, much, my, uh, lots of theater majors, very different. <laughs> very different energies. Uh, we would often uh, be challenged to snapping fights, a la <laughs> um, mm-hmm. whatever that musical theater thing was, and we wouldn't respond because we had never seen musical theater. <laughs> right, yeah, we were none the wiser. <laughs> we were like, what book was the snap fight from? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, yep. no. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is very nice to, to be able to kind of find your, to find yourself in terms of comedy, uh, in a, in a place where there's less overt loud judgment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, very much. So feeling good, feeling, you know, feeling optimistic about showing the world my legs again. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Being able to walk and, and exist and have a like a body on stage is very it's going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, have you heard anything about open ups and such like that over there? It's it's real slow goings over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the first like place to have an audition just happened this last weekend. And oh, I wow. didn't know about it, so I didn't go. But ah. uh, it's fine. I, is it is it like a new it. place or is it one that had been open before? It was uh, a place that's been around. I just, you know, I have limited ties and am picky nowadays because I'm, mm-hmm. again, 33 and I'm too old for this shit. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I I think it's it's going to be a play-by-ear sort of situation for a, a lot of places because, mm, yeah. you know, still we live in a, an uncertain time. 
Ooh, very, very, very true uh, and very relatable. We're definitely experiencing the same thing over here. Everybody's kind of looking around and being like, who's, who's going to start that isn't me? <laughs> Who else is going to be the first one to do this so that we can be the second one and be like, this is cool because they did it. So it's fine. Yep. Meanwhile, like all the stand-up clubs are like, fuck it. Let's everyone die. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's very true. Same out here. Every, <laughs> every person I know who does stand-up has been back at it for months. And I'm oh, like, no, my. I don't need to <laughs> share a microphone that everyone's mouth has been on. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the only thing that's back here is, like, parties, but actual shows are, like, not really happening. We had, like, we had a, a, an improv theater reopen, and they're like, we're going to do stand-up for a while instead. We're just going to do stand-up. <laughs> okay. Well, good like luck. Choice, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, so it goes. But, yeah, I'm sure everything will change or change in other ways, and everything will be shocking and weird, and millions of variants will fly around our brains forever. Who knows? Exactly. 100%. <laughs> Oh my god. You tell me reason number three. Is there a reason number three? How many reasons are there? There's five of them, and we are okay. indeed on number three. And honestly, good job keeping track because I feel like most people forget, and I forget pretty often myself. <laughs> so well done. Uh, the third reason why you need to see what we do in the shadows in a New Zealand accent is that <laughs> the special effects are really great for like a very low budget, simple horror comedy. There's a fair amount of blood. Uh, I don't know what your feelings on blood are. I like it inside my body. Yeah, same, right? It's so comfy in there. It's so yeah. nice to have blood in there. <laughs> Big fan on the inside. Weary of it when it's other people's or on screen. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that's good to know. Absolutely. Uh, there's definitely one moment where there's like some blood related vomiting, but aside from oh. that, it's, it's, it's not quite as insane as that one moment, but okay. it's like they've had a long night, they've been drinking, et cetera. So I get it, you know, it's All motivated. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, I feel like you got to do at least one of those, but you know, so I, I, I'm not one for gore. Let's just put it that way. That makes a lot of sense. That's understandable. I think that this one, this one kind of balances it well, where overall there isn't too much happening, but when there is, it's like a little big, but when, but it, maybe that's just because it contrasts so much with the very understated and dry tone of it all. <laughs> yeah, that might be, that's probably it. Just a wham, so. what a juxtaposition. Right. And there's also a lot of like flying, but it's very silly flying. <laughs> like it's people who don't look like they're doing it on purpose, but they sort of seem to have risen up. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's also interesting. It's pretty adorable. You know, there's some like, uh, some stuff and honestly, like all the stuff in it is pretty cool and impressive to me. Like there are animal transformations, which is great. Ooh, <laughs> Very fun. Very much like plays into, uh, plays into the, the sort of the sillier side of it in the best possible way. And uh, there's a bat fight. <laughs> yeah. I'm into that. It, it's all really, uh, it's all wonderful because these guys are very ineffectual, but at the same time they are vampires. <laughs> I love that. That's good. I'm glad uh, that they find other creative things to play with in the genre. Cause you know, you can only, you know, bite so many necks or whatever. Yeah. That gets so tiring after a while. But then when you, when you see that they're like disappearing in the mirror and they're into it and stuff, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, you got some other stuff. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all pretty, it's surprising how, 
well done it is. And then you kind of look at um, their sort of careers and, and what happens with uh, Taika Waititi and all of his stuff. It's like very well made and all that. So I feel like he's always either had a good understanding of special effects or whoever he is working with on special effects has been the same person. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I think that's also, it's so interesting to consider like his other work compared to what sounds like a very just goofball kind <laughs> of, you know, thing. So that's, that's fun. Yeah, you absolutely. Uh, and my fourth reason is that it's also super fun to watch these vampires interact with modern things since they're centuries old vampires there's like a whole sequence where they learn about the internet. <laughs> it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, that's an interesting question because mm. you would think that, you know, if they've been, they've been around forever and they're sort of like aging with the rest of the world. So have they been slumbering and now they're just like, we're awake in 2014, but we've been sort of like desiccating in a casket for a couple centuries or, because you know like you grow up around a technology you know how to use it yeah i you know that's a good question and i'm not sure how perfectly earned it is in this one because it seems like they have been kind of awake and around and alive for the whole thing but not really interacting with too many non-vampire people maybe Mm. the guy the, the person who teaches them the internet is like um uh, a young, a young vamp, like a, a super new vampire, and like his human friend, like they're both kind of involved, and it, like their crew has no real young vampires. Like the youngest one is 187 or something like that. Got so it. they maybe am just I, keep to themselves all the time. Am I trying to make too much sense of this no. movie? Am oh, I not at all. Trouble? You're okay. making the right calls here. Right. I think that because they go out and like party and stuff too. They should have heard of the internet in 2014. I think so. I think that's a gap. I think that's a legit gap. (laughs) All right. Busting holes in this thing. I love that. I am on board for holes. Because (laughs) uh, in general, like, honesty is the most important part of uh, of talking about movies. Mm -hmm. You know? You can't, like, hide stuff. There there have been times in this uh, podcast where I'm like... I really love this movie, but also this person in it is a monster and should not be in films because they're a bad human being. Sure. All yeah. that stuff. You got to call it out. It's you do. Important. Um, to my knowledge, there are none of them in this movie. Thank goodness. <laughs> that is good news. We love to hear it. I hope so. That said, New Zealand, I do not know what your deal is in general, so I could be very wrong. <laughs> I feel like that lady prime minister would, kick ass if like if she needed to and if there was somebody doing something that was thumbs down she'd be like nah <laughs> yes i hope so that's all i want yeah oh i love it um and for the fifth reason uh to see this film there are a lot of really fun aspects to it uh that all feel like they really get paid off very well like they have an ongoing feud with werewolves like every time they see them, they're like, hey, I smell something ridiculous going on over here. And then they like get into a sort of a shouty match and they're, uh, they're very territorial about it. Um, one of the vampires has a human familiar that he keeps promising vampirehood to, but never sort of delivers on it. Fantastic. And there's also uh, Vladislav, uh, Vlad the Impaler guy. He has a feud with the Beast 
and you never know what the beast is. And then eventually you find out what the beast is and you're like, oh, that's great. So it all just gets paid off really nice. <laughs> that's also good because, yeah, I feel like uh, you got to you got to earn some of the moments and uh, you get that sweet, sweet reward. Oh, it's so true. And it definitely happens in this one. Like, because it's so dry and because it's so subtle in a lot of ways, like, at the beginning, you can maybe feel a little bit like, oh, this is just going to be them in their apartment arguing about who does dishes, but they're also vampires. But, like, very big things happen in the movie. Like, there are some big changes. It's like a, it's a mockumentary that has some, some big changes happening, which is nice to see. Fantastic. Um one of the movies that I have seen of Mm. the very few movies that I have seen, and Mm -hmm. this sounds perhaps similar, but also another mockumentary. So it makes sense, Mm -hmm. but is, uh, it's a mighty wind. That one is like one of my favorite movies uh, that I've seen. And I feel like it's also just very, very subtle, nothing too big or crazy. There's like one or two big characters, but for the Mm -hmm. most part, it's just very, uh, unexpected and just silly but oh absolutely yeah and like best in show and all of those definitely Mm -hmm. i've i've seen like a a good scattering of his movies and they're all a delight (laughs) yeah so if it's anything like that you know i'm interested i would say so you know it's a little bit more it's a little bit more condensed you know those always have those giant amazing casts of like tons and tons of really great characters Whereas this one's a little bit more focused on like the four main sort of the four leads, but and maybe some of the folks that kind of in, come into their lives a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of That's... subtlety, it definitely has that going on. Great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And my bonus reason is that at some point Jermaine Clement turns into a cat with a human face. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you think? I, you know, I started feeling pretty good about it (laughs) besides the prospect of one blood vomit, which Mm -hmm. even saying it out loud doesn't sound very appealing, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. But the rest of it sounds great. You know, I can always avert my eyes when I feel like there might be a blood vomit about to happen. But you know what? I think that I'm sold. Oh, fantastic. I am very, very happy to hear that. We did it. (laughs) mission accomplished oh well done uh well audience uh if you've seen what we do in the shadows the movie uh hit us up on facebook twitter or instagram to let us know what you think of it uh while you're there click some buttons that involve following uh tell us the movies that we need to see and talk about and be excited about and join that facebook group uh to talk about popcorn and other random movie related junk in there yeah so uh simon do you have any recommendations yeah well you i mean only based on just general approximation to New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. The, I mean, I love a baking show. I love, it soothes me to mm. watch nice people bake things. So, I mean, I, I will watch like the, the cupcake wars or, mm-hmm. you know, the extreme Christmas cookie challenge or whatever. <laughs> um, those are fine. And they kind of like fill it a, a void. But, you know, my, my go-to is obviously forever and always going to be the Great British Baking Show. Sure, but I sure. feel like, you know, that's that's old hat at this <laughs> point. You know, everybody knows that for the most part. 
so I found on Netflix, there's, I believe, two seasons, um, but there's this pastry chef dessert guy. He's like Australian royalty, and his name is Adrian Zumbo. And he like comes up with the most insane things in the world that I've ever seen. He'll be like, this is a, a seven-layer cake with... A raspberry compote. It's I've dusted it in gold <laughs> dust that's edible. Uh, there's dry ice involved, and you know each layer of cake is a different flavor. And there's five different buttercreams and a oh. crumble, and then it's shaped like a bathtub. And there's a shower <laughs> with real functioning water, but the water <laughs> is a simple syrup. Like it's really crazy stuff. And then uh, these nice, for the most part, you know it's still a little bit more of a competition than the great British baking show. Mm. Um, but these nice people from New Zealand and Australia compete, uh, to, to make the best desserts that, you know, they can. And, uh, it's, it's quite lovely. It's, it's a little bit more campy. They're in like a, a candy factory kind of like setup for the set. Um, but again, everybody's very kind and just, you get you think about the desserts and say I wouldn't eat any of these things, but <laughs> I'm glad they're trying. Aw, well, that sounds wonderful. Well, what's that show called? Zumbo's Just Desserts. Amazing. All right. Um, I I haven't seen very many baking shows before, but I've always been interested in checking them out. They have such a good rap, you know. Oh yeah, rap or whatever the word would be, probably both. <laughs> the, if you're ever stressed out just watching an episode of the great british baking show will just soothe you in a way that i don't know if anything else is capable of soothing like what i love about that one in particular is unlike zumbo's just desserts or any other competition like in america there is literally no prize (laughs) oh wow they go through these 10 weeks of baking away from their families and they like they put so much effort into it it's three challenges and everything and they have to like bring their own ingredients and they just work so hard and it's like the final three people all get a bouquet of flowers and then the one person who's like crowned star baker of the whole thing just gets like a crystal cake stand. That's the (laughs) prize. And so there's very little drama. They all help each other. They all become best friends in the finale episode. They always do like a little, what are they up to now? And it'll be like, Stephen, Victoria, and Nigel meet up for Baking Fridays every other weekend. Aww. And it's like, that's so, it's just wholesome. It's a wholesome show. Ooh, those are a very good, a very good move these days. Very Ted Lasso, but mm-hmm. with desserts. <laughs> yep. That's wonderful. I've been meaning to check out Nailed It. That's the main one I've mm. been wanting to see, just because Nicole Byer is a very funny human who yes. played my shows once uh, back in the back in the old days of, of human being show playing. Uh, oh. And it's always been a sweetie, so I need to check that out, too. Yeah, also very good. Very oh. different end of the spectrum, but... I was going to say, probably. <laughs> Seems like it. Less less peaceful. No, much more chaos. <laughs> 
I love it. Uh, my recommendation for this week uh, is that right now uh, people are trying to transition back into society after a global trauma, and nobody's really talking about the fact that healing after trauma requires regaining sort of like a trust in the social contract of society. So, mm. yeah, it's like it's a hard time, and just because people aren't really talking about it doesn't mean that people are alone in experiencing it. So... My recommendation is being gentle with yourself and like kind to yourself during this specific transition. I think that's a very good call out because, (laughs) you know, there's obviously the people who have maybe not been adhering or participating so much in the belief that everything's on fire (laughs) and um, they are very quick to go back to life as we know it because they barely stopped doing life as we know it. Terrifying. You know, as a a society that sort of has built in FOMO, I think um, you can feel like you're doing something wrong if you're prioritizing yourself Mm. um, above, you know, going out for drinks or whatever. And uh, there's no timeline, you know, you can do what you want to do on your own terms. Still wear a mask in the store if you feel like it. Yeah. And uh, just know that the, you know, it's never a bad thing to to take a bubble bath or <laughs> talk to a friend, and you're gonna do great. Oh, That's my pep talk. For great everyone. call, great pep talk. I love it. It's important. I'm glad people need to hear it right now. It's not really being reflected much in art or media, so I'm like, someone needs to say it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, it was very interesting to me that like the Bo Burnham special did really well and reflected people's during pandemic stuff right now. And I was like, well, do we have a like sort of transitioning back piece of art? I don't think we have one. We need one. But yeah, yeah I don't know who to get that from. <laughs> I guess you. Yeah, I guess we gotta we gotta be that or else <laughs> we gotta be the be the thing we need to, we want to see in the world. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. I tend to tend to run into that more often than not for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, with that said, it's also time uh, for some plugs. Um, yeah, as always, I've got the Cyber Jam, which is the Pack Theater's online improv jam, every Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you're an improviser and you're missing in-person improv, like the Cyber Jam on Facebook to get that Zoom link and play. Simon, do you have any plugs? Sure, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we delved deep into the pod pod. Mm -hmm. uh, And then uh, Comedy Sports Chicago is doing online shows. Um, We have a Twitch channel, and you can watch. Uh, We have shows on Fridays and Saturdays, and then there's other content that takes place on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, That's CSZN chicago i believe that's awesome i should get better about that so you can watch that uh, <laughs> and then what else do i do with my life <laughs> i'm trying to th- i mean you can follow me uh it's at pod pod on twitter instagram and facebook and then if you want to see my occasional tweets that are not jokes that i feel are good enough to put on facebook um <laughs> You can follow me there at that's uh, LOL Simon Collier. And then that's also my Instagram handle. If you want to see too many selfies and uh, <laughs> pictures of bunnies that I find in the city. Oh, what? What are city bunnies? Yes, please. 
Oh my gosh, it's the most <laughs> miraculous thing. That's why I'm obsessed with them because mm-hmm. Chicago is such a big, bustling city, mm-hmm. and yet you walk around and there's just little bunnies <gasps> just that live in people's front yards or what? in parks. Oh my and god, it's really a, a delight. It's a very good thing to to just see when you're out on a walk. Oh, that is amazing. That sounds like a damn treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was I was just in the park, uh, Griffith Park, the big crazy LA park out here, and I went to two birthday parties in different parts of the park. But before that, I went to uh, check out the sort of the clubhouse over there or whatever to get a bottle of water because I was dying from heat stroke, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a bunny just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it was. He's gotta go to birthday parties too. Yes, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. So true. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pretty much the main thing they're known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, party animals. Aw, the the true original party animal is definitely yeah. the rabbit. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh! So, audience, if you enjoyed this whole thing, give us a five star rating, leave a review, do a subscribe, and if you leave a five star review, we will read it on the air. Uh, Simon, it has been a damn treat and treasure having you on. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun, and it was great to to catch up and talk to an old pal. Right, been too long. Oh, been way too long. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, special thanks to our editor, Pete Burns. Thank you, Pete. And thank you, audience, so much for listening to You Need to See This. out the recycling which was really cool and the other day i dragged the man's body down the hallway and noticed that there was no dust like i kind of i kind of swept the hallway <laughs>